Sit back and relax while you listen to the Terrain Kickers podcast. I'm Dave, and with my friend Dan, we plan to inform and entertain you everything miniature wargaming related. On uh, this inaugural episode, we go over some of the new Age of Sigmar releases for the week of uh, September 20th, and we dive into just the GW hobby in general. I do apologize for the scroll wheel. We're a work in progress, and hopefully for the next one we have some of that figured out. Next episode will be our introduction episode, where we actually talk about who we are and, and why you might want to listen to us. Now, on to the show. All right. So they have, what, 18 things supposed to come out this week, although some of it not available. And one of them is just the uh, We Save You No Money uh, collection part. Is it really I... Save You No Money again? It's, uh, <laughs> it's, it's got to be Save No Money. They never usually do. It's usually like, the, it's essentially a one click bundle, is all it really is. Yeah. I mean, it's already, first of all, it's already sold out, so. <laughs> yeah, it's already yeah. sold out. I mean, it comes with a really fancy, um, no, never mind. I was going to say, it comes with a really fancy photo, and it's signed, but it's, it's, not, even, <laughs> it's not even properly formatted to the goddamn photo frame. I, I do see that now. I didn't oh, notice God. that at first. But, but it's like. It just you, looks like it's metal. But just real quick, if you're going to yeah. give me a nice photo. Right, and you're gonna give me like an autographed photo, and maybe this is me from my graphic design days. Why the hell do you have like two inches of space? You could have easily expanded that picture and then put the signature in white on the blue. I don't know. Yes, it's a design choice. I just don't think you know like that's the kind of thing of when your mom wants to put a bunch of photos up in your house that maybe she does a few in that style because she kind of likes the look and all. If you're buying a print, and, and in the little corner, because I pulled the picture up, in the little corner it says that particular one is one out of 100. There are only 100 of them. Oh, they they could have went full size. Yes, apparently okay, that, maybe that's why it sold out. Uh, oh, no, it's limited to 200 pieces. So it says one of 100, but apparently I guess they do it twice. It does say it has 200 pieces. Um, a little bit surprising. Dice, way overpriced dice. I mean, you've bought some of their dice more recently. So, is, okay, but is twenty for thirty-five about right? Yeah, so, I mean, I buy their dice because I'm a I'm a fluff freak. I'm a fluff freak. I love the lore, and so I always tend to buy army specific dice. So my custodies have army specific dice. My Eldar have army specific dice. My ogres have. So I know they have the destruction dice. I have the original ogre dice. They're like I think thirty-two mil dice. It came okay. in a pack of eight, and these things are massive. Like, you don't hold four in your hand, but they're great. Um, I mean, the dice are, they're nice. They're nice. The problem is that sometimes they roll a little crap, especially if the sixes are over-designed. But GW has kind of fixed this by making the six a symbol and then the one a skull. So it actually kind of offsets it. Before, they only put it on the six or one, and that was it. Oh, no, wait, never mind. Look Hold at. on. Hold on. I want you to look at every die there. No, never mind. Scroll through all of them. They didn't do that for any of these dice. Okay, so for the custodies dice, they put it on the six and the one, and they roll very balanced. They're very well. Um, mm. When they when they tend to do this, if the symbol is like too massive, maybe these don't look bad. Maybe the death one. I feel like the, the skull's gonna be too much off the dice. The chaos ones look not bad. The ogre ones. Stormcast is pretty good. Stormcast is pretty good, but that's the problem. Like they put it only on one side, and when you cut that much off the dice, it just it naturally underbalances it. Um, 
I mean, the, the chaos was like, I mean, let's be honest. Let's be honest. You compare that with, let me see, I open up a tab over Yeah, you compare that with like the Forge World dice. I don't know if you've ever seen that. Oh, I didn't even know Forge World did dice. Oh, yeah. Go to Forge World, right? And then, All right. hold on. Yeah, you go to Forge World, right? And you, uh, you look at the 30K dice, right? And, okay. And they're just good. And, and GW puts out good dice. Like, like I said, the Custodes dice, very flavorful, awesome dice. The Ogre dice, stupid as hell, but flavor. the Squid dice that uh, my friend John has. You know what I'm talking okay. about. Yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. I mean, they roll like crap and they go everywhere, but they're they're flavorful. But like, if you're gonna do normal dice, um, yeah, no, Forge World just beats that out. So if you like go to Forge World, click on Horus Heresy, and then all the bottom gaming accessories, right? You go to gaming accessories, dice and templates, and just take a look at their dice. That is how like it's so like you look at GW, they're solid purple, blue, Mm. red. I like. I do like the the color of the purple. I do think that's nice. Yeah. I think the the um, Grand Alliance Destruction slash the Orc dice. I'm not great with color. Maybe it's me, but they look way too close in tone. It's, yeah. it's a little bit different, and I don't think it's different enough. But yeah, when I look at these Forge World dice, there is a lot of varieties. They really do fit the army like the, the space yeah. wolf one i'm not too big of a fan of to, to me when i look at the space wolf ones i think they're going to be hard to read or I mean, red i don't like the idea yeah. of that but a lot of the other ones i really do like, like i own the white star yeah. dice and, and they just and i don't know if this comes across in the picture they're pearlescent they're actually like a pearly white okay no it does i yeah. i don't think it comes across very well with that in that's, that's in they, they have all. they have very good you know they chose the colors well and then i look at the gw dice and sure stormcasts are blue Yay. But they could have added some kind of like, you know, swirly effect, or I guess it's called a marble effect on it. Yeah. And then again, like, this is again me from collecting all the other dice. I look at the Custodes dice. Um, and they're like golden and black, and they have the, you know, they have the Imperial Eagle symbol. Or the Ogre dice. Again, they're, they look like stone. They actually have like, they're black with like white speckles on them. Um, yeah. The Ogres eat rocks. Um, and they're like, they're, the joke is that they're massive. You know, they're 32 mil dice. And I look at these and they're like, $35 for what, 20 dice? Yeah, 20 dice. They're all, they're all packs of 20s. Yeah. Ah. yeah. I mean, I, I, I try my best not to be a completionist. And I try not to do it just because the amount of money I'm going to put out for little things is going to be far too much. Like, okay, say, say I wanted some of those Uruk dice for, for the army I'm painting up. All right, well, you know, like, okay, I got a thing of 20, but ooh. Know what that unit got in there, or this other thing? It, am I going to be happy with twenty? Like, no, you. Always, I, can... I was in. Yeah, when I bought my custodies dice, I bought two packs. Um, and now I'm starting to get close to seventy bucks. For seventy bucks, yeah. I can buy almost like the both dice. of the new things. I can buy two of the, two of the models. Here's the un- <laughs> the unspoken. Also, and this was a nightmare for me. Here's the unspoken problem too that no one ever one. realizes: if you lose a dice. Oh yeah. If you lose a die and you have 39 die, it drives you up. So I sadly lost one of my custodian die. Out of the 40 I had, I lost one. I had 39. And it drove me up. I, I, Luke actually gave me one of his, you know, because he doesn't really care. But it yeah. literally drove me up the wall. And now whenever I roll the dice, I, like, roll them in a hollowed container. <laughs> Thrice blessed by a priest so it doesn't bounce out. It, it's You lose it and you're just, you get so mad, you know? So... 
So years and years ago, GW came out with a giant brick of dice. And I want to say it was like 125 dice in there. And the, the container looked like a giant die as well. I remember that. Yep. yep. And, and they, they were horribly weighted. They were awful dice in every way imaginable. But I had that giant brick. And we used it for when we, when we did some 40 hours of 40K where we play it you know, nonstop for 40 hours and all this stuff. And one of the guys started the one time we were, we were playing a game together on the same side versus two other people. I don't even remember who they were. Sitting there, I'm playing. I'm thinking, like, I lose one of my dice. I know it. I know you're going to lose one of those dice on me. <laughs> you lost a couple of those dice on me. And I was like, all right. And, and it feels real bad then because you can't get a replacement for any of those. There's no yeah, way. Yeah, as long as you can get like chess X dice or whatever, you can always buy another chess X dice. Who cares? But like the, the specialized, you know, this is your army dice matches. If you lose one of those, you're like, ah. I, I lost a model, let alone a die. Oh my lost god! Lost him. Luckily, it was just one of the gut rippers. Um, I took him on vacation with me to get him painted up. Painted him up. They were in the back. They got shifted around, and later on, he ended up falling out and getting stepped on. So I did order some that will replace him as soon as GW actually ships it out, and I get it. But you know, if I'm going to lose a model, let alone going to lose several dice, enough that it's going to annoy me, especially if I spent 35 bucks on it or yeah. 70, much more realistically. Yeah. I mean, if you even look at the design of the uh, Blood Bowl Ogre team dice, they look nice. Like that, that's how dice are supposed to be designed. It, it looks like, you know, ogres are like big fatty boys that want meat, you know? That looks like yeah. a piece of steak, <laughs> steak, you know? It's got that, that design to it. Pro Drawer ones are what? 20, yeah, 20 dice as well, and they're actually cheaper. Yeah, they're all. Oh, yeah. Well, sure not, not by much, but they're actually cheaper. I should have put that out there. Yeah. You get 20 dice. Well, actually, so you don't get 20 dice. You get. Um, oh, because you got what? A scatter. You got a scatter, yeah. and you got. Yeah. Um, well, you got a scatter, essentially. So technically, yeah. you get 19 d6 and a scatter. But I mean, you still you buy two of them. You still save less money. You save, save what? Eight bucks, nine bucks. Um, yeah, it's yeah, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Yeah, you do save a bit, which is nice. Uh, I mean, yeah, but G I mean, listen. Ignoring the dice, GW has been designing some pretty damn cool models. I mean, kind that, of that I will agree with. Normally, yeah. I mean, it's it's been years since I've honestly had any interest in a GW game. I still, at the end of the day, don't have. I, I wish I cared about 40k the way I would like to, but I don't. But with Sigmar, I looked at the new orcs stuff coming out because I one, I don't like the super old orcs. They're just kind of old and tired models, and I and, yeah. you know, they rank up very well. They fit their purpose great. Now, where I don't have to worry about that, I want something that looks a little bit more dynamic, a little bit nicer, a little bit better in scale. So that's why I started picking up these orcs because just their their scale and their look is very nice, and they have a lot of, of big, just kind of weird, almost ugly. Models, but they're designed to be that. Yeah. You no, know, like um, like the the one coming out this week, the this break a boss. I'm looking at him on, actually right now. Yeah, on Meyer Brut Trogoth. If God, you look I at that it. Trogoth, one of the one of the best things about it, just showing sort of some of the detail slash the cool parts of it. If you spin him around, you can spin him. Yeah. So, uh, so you got this big old Trogoth. The guy is sitting. In almost a little uh, bird's nest on his back with a the log sticking down. The bottom of the log, sitting around his waist, is the bands that attach it to him, and he's got a little pillow behind his back. 
So that way, you know, I mean, you're holding this guy. You have him. You One of the rules is essentially you can pull back on him and cause him mortal wounds, and then he'll be able to get more attacks. All that sort of horror, but you, you got a little pillow for him. You don't want him in that <laughs> much discomfort. You know. It's a good model. It, it's, I mean, I also, I mean, it's not on the pre-order page, but I saw like some of the eagle, the eagle model that's coming out and stuff like that. They, they got some, even the store, so Stormcast, when they, so I played Sigmar when I first, I, I play all the games. Oh, <laughs> the joy of having ADHD as a gamer. I, I remember when Stormcast came out, I, mean, I was not interested in the models at all. They looked like custodies to me. So I'm like, I'm at Age of Sigmar custodies. And then they came out, I think it was last year or two years ago, with these mage-like Stormcast, which they had less okay. armor, uh, they threw potions at people, and they looked really cool. And I was kind of interested, you know? I was like, oh, okay, okay, I see where they're going. It's like a different set of Stormcast. And now I look at it, they got chariots, they've got this really cool Judicar, like, with a pouncing lion on them. I mean, uh, uh, there's that HQ choice, the wings that she's on top of the staircase, that is beautiful. Oh, that's that's one of the ones that just came out in the yeah, new box. This, she's a special character. Um, what's her face? Let me see if I can find her. Uh, I don't remember. No, yeah, her I don't name. remember her name. She's just in the Dominion box. Yes, for now at least. And I look at that model, and oh God, I don't want to start another army. I don't want to start another army. I have to keep repeating myself. I don't want to start another army. But I look at that model, and I'm just like, damn, that is a good looking model. That's straight up, I mean, like, you you look at some of the Forge World stuff, right? Like Sanguinius, right? Some of the Primarchs. And you could almost, or um, actually, what's the closest 40k relation? Uh, St. Celestine, right? You look at St. Celestine. Yes. And I'm going to be honest, I'd rather use that model than St. Celestine. Because it looks just that much better. St. Celestine's quite big now, because she's on... Uh... She's floating on all of her. What would it be? Purity you know, rolls. She's still got. Isn't her she high up in the air? She is high up in the air, but she's she yeah she floats on her scrolls, but she sells only I think a forty or fifty mil base. Ironically, okay. yeah. I don't know if you'd fit that giant thing on the base, but I I agree. There we go. She's got a hold on. <laughs> she's got a forty mil. She's got a forty mil base. Okay, so yeah. So she, she's on a reasonably small base, but I mean. I agree. They had no... In I think one of the biggest problems for me, for them, one, because in the beginning it was very similar looking. A lot of their models, the only yeah. difference was what weapon am I holding in my hand? And that's what's making me Judicar versus Jessicar versus all these sorts of things. But now, when they're getting variety, like when I look at these, uh, the Stormstrike Chariot that's coming out this week, overall, I really like that. I, you know, I, I think, you know, Chariot design's a really good idea for them. I think, you know, being pulled by, what, pair of like griff hounds or or whatever they want to call them in this now i think it actually looks very good and i think it adds enough variety to the army where if i'm standing back that you know three feet where you want your army to look good yeah. i can tell the difference where if your only difference is the weapon you have in front of you if i'm not actually staring for that bit if i don't truly know the army i won't know you got a lot of different stuff yeah well, when you got chariots when you got even like the retributors. Okay, they have they have a big piece on their back. That alone helps at least be able to distinguish them. At least this way, I can kind of tell that difference. Well, I'm not. Uh, Evocators. Evocators. Yeah. Evocators. Yeah. That's actually what's pulled up. So they're the ones that you like. I 
they do have a very neat design. They do have more of a wizard style look to them. Now the problem is that they're mono pose. So those I think one, two, three, yeah, those five models are are, are snap fit is the problem. Uh, gonna, yeah. That is it, the only problem with them. That, I that, have, <laughs> yeah. I've seen that with my um Oryx that I've been put together, like the gut rippers. More so with the um the 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 hobgrots, but the gut rippers since they're I'm planning on taking them, you know, there is ten unique but there's exactly 10 unique. If I'm playing 2,000 points, if I'm not playing one of the very particular sub-factions, then I need three units of them. Now, they're supposed to come out in about another two weeks, you know, so that we can get more variety. But for the price that variety is probably going to be, it might just be more effective for me to get another part of a Dominion box because I've been able to get them for about 50, 60 bucks. Yeah. I mean, let, I'll, when I was building my ogre army, and I got a mat, you know my, you, you've seen pictures, I have a massive ogre oh, army. Yeah. Um, I found it cheaper to just buy. I bought four, well, I didn't buy them. I found four half of the Feast of Bones box. Yep. Just that, and I sold off, I think, so I, I bought four Feast of Bones. I kept everything except three of the Tyrants, and I sold those off for like 20 bucks. So four Feast of Bone halves, uh, how much was Feast of Bones? 100 bucks, so let's say $50, right? So that's 200 yeah. bucks right there, minus the, the 60 that I sent the Tyrants off for. I have then now 12 lead belchers, like 24 ogres, uh, a tyrant, and four iron blasters. Not a great army, but the hell, that's a big-ass start to an ogre army. That's probably more than you need, right? Like, yeah, yeah, that's I mean, on. You can, um, can you even, could you even realistically, are you allowed to run four iron belchers? Uh, well, you, you can run, if they're battle line, but you can reinforce them up to three times. Okay. That's 666. So, okay, so you could use it. Uh, well, 24 then. So it starts off six, and then you can reinforce three times. You can get up to 24, which I would never do. That's a bad for ogre tactics. I would never do that. But no, yeah, you can run 24 ogres if you want. But it, it's I have them now. And if I never use them, I never use them. But it was a cheap way to start an army. Throwing some, And now I just threw in some iron, uh, iron guts in there. <laughs> Boom, done. Now, I don't mean to rain on your parade there with that. But are you familiar or, or or caught up on the new 3.0 rules for Sigmar and yeah, reinforcing? Yeah. Yes. You, so, you can only reinforce twice. Yes. So um, assuming battle line, of course. Yeah, yeah, no. So my list uh, now. Um, so I run two lists now, um, and I so the one list I really so I have a list that I love. But I would never run, and then I have a, a more competitive list, sadly. Uh, so why would you never run it? Okay, so the one list I have, uh, yeah. that, well, the competitive list first. The competitive list is uh, Stonehorn, eight Iron Guts, two, uh, four Iron Guts, four Iron Guts, uh, and then two Priests, uh, a Slaughtermaster and a Butcher. Um, right. I think, or is it, I think it's 884, or it's 888. Basically, it's, 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 it's Iron Guts, Stonehorn, Two wizards backing up, and it's it's right. it's a good list. The stonehorn stays on an objective, and it's just a stone essentially. The iron guts, right. no one wants to get near because whatever they touch disappears. And the butchers and slaughtermaster buff them to high end. Um, and then you take a blood gullet, which gives them a, an extra spell to cast, which is really nice. I replace the stonehorn with Kragnos in the other list. 
And Ooh. I know I love crack. How, how much is a Stonehorn? Only four hundred thirty points. Okay. No, no, I'm sorry. He's like four hundred. Hold on. Kragnos is what, like seven, seven twenty-five or something. He's six hundred plus, six fifty plus. So I actually have to reduce the Iron Gut squads as well. Yeah, seven twenty. Kragnos is seven twenty now. Oh yeah. So I'd have I. So basically, the other list is Kragnos, three unit, four, uh, four units of four Iron Guts, and then two Wizards. Versus the other list, which is Stonehorn, twenty-four Iron Guts, and two Wizards. Okay. So you, you just think Kragnos gives you so much more that it's worth giving up, you know, essentially no, yeah. so, your be- other behemoth and, and yeah, some models. The problem is, so Kragnos is great. Don't get me wrong. Kragnos is a great model. But the problem with Sigmar, or the problem, in, not this edition, this edition I love, but the problem is, like, it's not the 40k level of problem, but uh, the problem is, like, uh, you get the, he has no ward save. So most of the big things, Gotrek, well, he's not really big. <laughs> most of the... Well, maybe, point sinks, yeah, maybe point is the best sinks. way to put it. Most of your yeah. point sinks have a ward save, right? Archeon, Gotrek, Illyrial, um, uh, the, 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 well, who's the big guy for death? Nagash. Um, Nagash. They all have ward saves, and they're super costed, but they, their ward save gives them protection. Kragnos doesn't have a ward save. I mean, you can't really affect him with spells, but he doesn't have a ward save. So you can quite literally just mortal wound him to death, and that's that. There's no way to save him. So the Stonehorn has a 5-up ward save, and I can give him a 2-up save uh, you know, with a command point. I don't know. It's just... You get more iron gut bodies and you get the stone horn versus just Kragnos. And again, Kragnos is like if your opponent has a monster and Kragnos touches that monster, it's dead. That, that, he, he tosses that monster off the table. But if your opponent takes something like, you know, if you're going to tournament, you see something like, um, oh, those fancy elves, what are they called? Oh, I hate them so much. Cow heads. Uh-huh. Most uh, most people do everything I listen to and and hear. It is not good. Although I will say, with the uh, new cruel boys, all stuff like that. If you're worried about mortal wounds, that is their whole trick: is dishing yeah. out mortal wounds. And there are ways for them, individual model, to potentially put out or a unit to put out. You know, dice rolls depending, of course. I can make it mortal wounds on a five and six. I can make essentially everything I want to hit with be a mortal wound. And it it you know it hits it for whatever the damage is. So if you're a damage too, like some of these bigger boys are, you know, four attacks damage too. If I can make it fives and sixes, I can get two maybe two maybe more, um, six five sixes through. I'm looking at four to six mortal wounds. Yeah, and that's where you have to resolve pool right there. Yep. Although for what it's worth, one of our spells, um, I do not remember the name off the top of my head right now, but one of the spells actually removes your ward save. On one unit. Oh, okay. So that's that's real. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, it's one of the one of the spells that they have, but I don't have. Oh, the I remember that. Yeah, I was reading that in Hammer because it, yeah. it said it made Gotrek cry, and I laughed at that. <laughs> yeah. Now it, it's tough to get off. We have yeah. no way to buff our casting like some other things do, and it's on a seven. So I don't yeah, know. You know, it's fifty-fifty. I'll get it off, and you have a reasonable chance of stopping it on on whatever I end up rolling. So. Not super high odds, but when it goes off, 
Oh, that's going to make a big yeah, difference. That, that's a sad moment in history right there. Um, but yeah, no. It's, I, like I said, I love the model. The Kragnos model is what, oh my god, I love painting it. Damn. Just it does wish, look cool. I just wish it had a ward save, man. I, w- I would knock off three wounds just for the ward save at this point. I guess they thought, at least for the moment, and oddly enough, they know what's coming down the pipeline. They knew, like, say these orcs were coming or anything like that. Yeah. But they did all that because he does have a two-up save. So if you, if you are not rending, and you are not mortal, you're not hurting him. Sure. So it's, he, he's probably very good and very safe against most things. And the problem is against certain things. You were talking about the uh, Luminef. The Luminef. Luminef. Yeah. So if you get exactly the wrong thing, he, he's going to have a bad day. I think it's what um, one of the people I talked to just take the 10 of the bow dudes. 10 of the bow dudes will. Uh, and you get two, two, three sets of 10 of the bow dudes will take him out. Uh, they they, they do mortals with their bows, I think. Yeah, it. they do. And you can buff them. <laughs> On fives and sixes, they do mortal wounds. And uh, okay. Yeah, no, they're 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 straight nasty. Um, but yeah, no, it, it's a that's but then again, that's a rules thing. I'm not a rules writer. And maybe they did it, but like I said, it, with the new releases coming out, I gotta say they they look fantastic. They they and for the past year since quarantine started, they've just been blowing me away with some of these models. Some of them are some of them are not great. <laughs> some of the Primaris redos are not great, but um. Definitely with like Age of Sigmar. Damn. Damn. Agreed. And they're they're one of the companies I find lately that has been consistently putting out a good amount of things. Now, they've been hurt by the pandemic. I'm sure they've been hurt by shipping and all. It is does help them that the majority of the manufacturing doesn't come out of China. It, it's more of their cards and boxes and certain things like that have come out of there. Maybe they've maybe they've cleaned that up since. But since they do a lot of the models themselves, they're not quite as as hard hit by it. Yeah. Because a lot of these companies, like, um, so just last night, FFG did their in-flight report remotely, because they're not at Gen Con, which is going on essentially now. Yeah, right now. Yeah, they did their in-flight report. And I'd say, I mean, I was excited by the things they said, the things that they talked about, and I thought it was very great. But the overall sentiment, and, and, and I agree with it once I thought about it more, was... Other than, I would say, one announcement, everything else was things we already either knew or fully expecting or essentially waiting on. You know, the, the, the only brand new announcement they did is that The Outer Rim, which is a very good board game of theirs that they did several years ago that people have just been screaming about getting an expansion for. Right at the end, <laughs> they announced that they're doing an expansion for it, um, which I think is great. And that was one thing that... Most people hoped for, but no one was actually expecting it to happen. But everything else, it was kind of what you thought. And a lot of it was, hey, we're doing this thing. Uh, this is going to come out at some point. We really can't tell you when because we really don't know when. And I don't blame them for that fact. But GW has been able to actually put things out that I don't think people were necessarily expecting. Or other companies aren't being able to do that right now. Yeah. And there, you know what? I got to say, uh, you know, there's been always kind of the. Controversy with GW recently. Um, oh yes, a couple of things. But I listen. I maybe it's because I'm old, but I remember the olden days, like five, six, seven, eight years ago, when GW never released any of their 
um, upcoming stuff. Um, yeah. You found out two was, weeks ahead. Yeah, you found out two. It was it was just no communication. Right. The, 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 the releases were stagnated at best. Um, we were happy to get two to maybe three books for armies in the year. Yeah. It, yeah. yeah. Was it uh, Dark? Uh, sorry, Dark Eldar. When was it? A decade between their codexes? Oh, Probably a decade. Mostly. And now we have the Warhammer community page, which mm-hmm. I mean that that alone makes me happy. You have Warhammer Plus, and this is where the controversy comes in. But you have Warhammer Plus, which yes, they did scoop up a lot of the artists. Yes, they do sue pretty much anyone, or they take down anyone who. Uh, does the lights of space marine but then that's the problem yeah but then on the other hand i saw okay so i did subscribe <laughs> i did subscribe because one it's only 50 it's a, it's a normal subscription uh yeah. you do get the model which is already what what is a hq model in gw like 35 bucks 30 bucks it's usually about 35 yeah, yeah. so so it's a 20 bucks subscription because i need uh, the model looks awesome anyway i would have picked it up um and I know the money goes to supporting those animators. Like, I know they scooped up, for example, the animator for Astartes. Yeah, I it's... loved Astartes. Like, Absolutely. And Hell's Reach. Hell's Reach. And a lot of people, you know, Hell's Reach is a, is a you know, some people like it, some people don't because of the art style. I loved Hell's Reach. Right? I don't know if you ever watched it, like the full. Not, not as of yet. And I think some people have to realize, like, when you think of the Astartes thing, that guy took... Uh, it's probably well documented. I don't want to speak to the exact number. Yeah. Just the amount of time he had to put in to be able to do that style. Like, oh yes, you look at it. It does look a very amazing. It's a very great art style and very great animation. And it takes forever to do. Oh, yeah. or when you look at, say, Hell's Reach, or you look at some of the ones that are on Warhammer Plus now, the art styles are different because they want to actually be able to get it out. You know, you have a limited budget. You have limited time. So... I'd rather you give me a good story with reasonable art rather than take three times as much. There's nothing to watch. There's well, it's, it's just a different yeah. I mean, the Hell's Reach guy is developing right now the, uh, the Blood Angels. Oh, crap. I can't remember the name. Um, one second. Let me pull this up so I'm not, I'm not talking out of my ears. But um, let me see here. He's producing the Blood Angels videos, right, for Warhammer TV. Um, it's a whole series. Um, Angels of Death. And the mm-hmm. art style is very, I don't even know how to describe the art style. So it's like, black, so it's black and white. Yeah. But with accented colors. Oh, um, stupid movie. What was that movie? Uh, that black and white noir movie. Uh, Sin City? Sin City. It's very Sin City. It's got the black. Okay. Yeah, it's very. So there'll be like a random yellow or maybe or red, red for a blood. Red, and there's like grays and blues and stuff every now and then. But the art style is very much his style from Hell's Reach, right? That, that, okay. that black and white with accented colors. Mm-hmm. Um, but the voice acting is on par. The animations are, I mean, for him, on par, because that's his type of animation. They're not the, uh, you, know, you know, GW animation, like the Necro, Necron versus Sisters of uh, Battle Run, right? That 3D animation. So you look at that, and it's like, it, you know, it... It's Netflix. Netflix, yeah. you get crappy stuff and you get good stuff. And, and I don't mind supporting the artist, you know? Agreed. And, and let's face it, if you're going to play the games, especially if you're going to playing both, 
that's where they're, you know, that's the paywall for the apps. That is true. And so uh, yes. the apps are normally five bucks, I think, a month anyway. So, uh, no, yes, the apps are no, no. So Warhammer Plus is five bucks a month. Yeah. Um, it includes the apps if you do it that way. Yes, and then the apps themselves, I think, are two ninety nine a month. Okay, if you if you did them separately, they're like three. Oh, bucks a month. Okay. yeah. So, so put it this way: what is thirty six versus fifty dollars? Right. Yeah. But you also get the model if you do the $50. So really, mm. you're only spending $20. And that's only if you want the model, right? You know what I mean? So if you don't want the model, yeah. you just want the apps, then just get the apps, right? You don't need to watch the video. But if you, that assassin model looks really freaking cool. Or that, I think it's the orc model, right? Yeah, it's, it's like an orc war boss model. Yeah. I mean, but they look cool. Those are really cool models, and they're not going to reproduce them. And I, uh. want, I don't have a Vindicare assassin in my custodies list. Um, or my custodian's army, that's not bad for me. Like, you know what I mean? No, no, I, I agree. I think I think both of them look good. I think that was a very interesting tactic that they use, and I I fully understand. And when when you, I don't have a problem when you lock a model in such a way where if you are if you're a fan, if you are ingrained in the GW hobby, it makes sense that you subscribe to to their thing. You know, you know, to their program. I completely yeah. understand that. They're going to put out, you know, they're going to give you your apps, they're going to give you some entertainment, and they're going to give you a model. What I don't like is when they do it for, like, either game days or, like, hey, for, you know, in store, in their stores only for an anniversary thing, here's a model, and, hey, guess what? You don't have a store within 100 miles of you, so you can't do it. You can't I'm only going to give each store three or four of them. So even if you could get there, too bad. If you want to lock it behind something, lock it somewhere where it's not a feel-bad scenario. And to me, this isn't. If you really want it, you can get it. Like you said, you're not going to spend... You wouldn't spend a lot less if you just went out and bought the model anyway. So you might as well get some extras for it as well for like 20 25 bucks. That's not bad. Exactly. And again, it goes back to... it goes, and, and this is just in my head. And I know it's not, it's not even like... It just goes back to this for me. It supports the artist. They, yes. they, whether you agree with it or not, whether the controversy pisses you off or not, they have the artist. They, they yeah. acquire them. Again, whether that angers you or not, whether you hate the fact that now these artists can't freelance. And do, but here's the thing. Now they're getting paid by the company yeah. that they were representing for free. And yeah, they were. I mean, on YouTube, you, you can make some money on YouTube. I, don't, I can't speak to how well these people uh, were doing on YouTube, but... They can definitely do a lot better by hopefully should be able to do a lot better being buying actually being employed by GW. I mean, and, and that gives them a a good branching point. Look at you know say Dan Abnett where he goes now. You know he was he was never necessarily exclusively at GW, but that's probably where a lot of people knew him from. But then he started doing you know unless you're saying the comic world or any spot like that. Now he's in a lot of other things. He's kind of branched out into his own stuff. It could be a very good launching point for for a lot of these people as well. Exactly, and that's a red listen <laughs> for someone who, who's actually in the professional world. That's not a bad resume builder. You know what I mean? You know, if you're an animator, you're like, well, I work for the top gaming company. They are pretty much the top gaming company. The top? They are. You know, short of you know, like large scale scale board games like Monopoly, like Hasbro, exactly, and stuff like yeah. that. 
Yeah, if if you're talking about you know in in these sort of hobby, yeah, they they absolutely are. Or at least yeah. you know if they're not the biggest, they're the Cadillac of it, and that's a yeah. nice thing to be able to put down is that you worked for the Cadillac instead of the Ford. Yeah. And you got paid to do. I mean, I know the Astartes guy. He got a lot of flack online, and one of his things was, "Well, guys, I'm getting paid to do something that I like. I don't yeah. think why I should be angry at that." Yeah. I, I I mean, did he did he have a Patreon before that? Mm, he did. He absolutely okay. does. Which again, that's that breach is on kind of icky water because you're doing work, you're doing freelance work, but getting paid through Patreon for a IP. So that's See, it, yeah. I think that's the problem that I have with what GW did. I don't have a problem with them doing their own service. I don't think they have enough in it right now. Um, to me, in about a year, I think it's it's worthwhile from the perspective of like the stuff to watch. Uh, my problem is, you know what? Okay, these people are making some money from it or whatever, but podcasters do the same thing. There's a lot of podcasts I listen to where they have Patreons. They are technically talking about your IP. Like, look at a. Um, actually, I maybe mean, probably better not to call anyone in particular out, but you look at some of these ones that do codex reviews and all. It looks like they're read through the codex, and GW sends them the codex. This is free publicity. You know, you get to hear something about it. You know, how, how many videos have have you seen where it's someone's first reaction to watching a Star Days, or yes. you know, oh, I got into 40k. I learned about this lore because of that. As a, as, as a middle school teacher, I had kids ask me about 40k because they saw it on YouTube and they knew I played. To me, that's how they're shooting themselves in the foot, is that they're saying, hey, there's a problem because you're using our IP. Well, I'm using your IP for you at the end of the day. Yeah, and they're now it's locked behind a paywall. Yeah, and it, it and it's and if it's behind a paywall, that means that the average person is not going to find it. The only people yeah. you're going to reach are fans, and fans already love your stuff. You know, yeah, absolutely. You you need you want a YouTube presence. You know they're on Twitch. They do a lot of their stuff on Twitch, which I, I you know I, I I enjoy. I've watched some. Of, I've sat and painted when they do some of their painting streams. And all. Yeah, but again, it's that sort of thing of if you didn't know it was there, you're not going to find it. You're you're, yeah. you're probably not going to. What you're going to find though is you're going to find a weird random video on YouTube. That's exactly how I started yes. watching. Uh, what is it? A uh, Hoof GP guy who oh, works really? on cow's hooves and all because they, they just they, they threw that at me one day so now i got like tons of those videos to watch like you the algorithm as long as their people are putting out the content the algorithm's going to throw it in front of a bunch of random people and now you have an audience and now I you mean, have an audience at, they didn't have before look at um i don't know if you ever seen it but when they released ninth edition they released mm -hmm. a cinematic for it which was necrons versus sisters of battle with some space Marines. yes i did see that that was good that was a good freaking cinematic. That was, and it was free. And I mean, it wasn't as short as, well, I guess the Stardust was longer, but that was a good cinematic, you know? And I think that, yes, I understand the idea of releasing it behind a, basically, I'm just going to go wet, <laughs> Warhammer Netflix. Wetflix? <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> no, but, um, Warflix. No, but, um, at the end of the day, um, they released, um, they released, um, uh, whatchamacallit, the, sort of the free cinematic, yeah, that trailer, yeah. I'm trying to think of a word, they released that cinematic trailer for free on YouTube, 
that got people in a 40k as well. I mean, that was a really freaking cool cinematic. The Age of Sigmar one, even though it didn't have a lot of action in it, that was a cool cinematic. You know? It gets people curious. You'll look at it. Oh, that looks kind of cool. Like, oh, you know, because the, the Sigmar one, again, it wasn't, like you said, it wasn't as high action, but it had a little bit of curiosity to it because mm-hmm. you have that Stormcast kind of walking across this bridge and all, and you flashes of different scenes and all. And that's enough to get a person to say, like, what is this thing? Mm-hmm. And you're going to gain people from that. There's going to be people who look at it and realize it's not for them. They have no care of it or anything like that. But you're, you're going to gain some people. And if nothing else, those people might talk about it and say, like, you know, I, I, YouTube showed me this this weird little this weird video and you exactly. know, describe it to him, and that sounds cool to someone else. That, that but, I think is their only problem that they did with that. Yeah. But you know what? At the end of the day, it was. Uh, I'm you know me. I'm not one to say corporation. I'm not one to support corporations and enough. But honestly, if I'm getting these releases and I'm getting these new models and I'm getting these fantastically designed models. And I'm, again, some, not all of them are great, but I, like even the 40K stuff, I don't know if you saw the 40K um, models, like the Beast Boss and the Zagrod Wadsnacker. You got, oh yeah, the, the new, uh, all the orc ones they did. The I, love the ones, I love the ones that are essentially uh, like squig bikes. Yeah, oh, the squig hogs. Those, <laughs> yeah, squig hogs, like those sort of things to me. That is, that is very neat. But then I go and look on the page, and I see the price of a of a battle wagon, and I realize why I just can't do it. Yeah. Oh no, I just saw the hundred dollars. <laughs> Listen, I remember back in the day when you used to be able to take what a freaking rhino, yeah. <laughs> roll it in Elmer's glue. Hundred dollars for a battle wagon? Really? Didn't those suckers used to be like sixty, seventy dollars? How long they, is? It? They were fifty at one point when I got them. I want to say originally I got them for roughly about 50 and then they quickly went to 60 for quite a while. They hovered at, um, uh, like that 75 range, the same, same one that they had some other flyers sitting at. And then I don't know what they were before, you know, this re-release, but they weren't a hundred and they're like, Oh, it makes these two other models. I looked at the sprues. They don't look like there's a different sprue in there to me. No, there's not. Maybe there is, I, but no, they just no. named, they named the excuse me. They named the variants. They yeah. named it something different. If you put a different gun on top, and it sucks too because I look at some of the models like the stupid big head boss bunker, which is just a terrain mm-hmm. piece. I can freaking craft that out of like cardboard boxes and bits I have, and it's sixty five bucks. So I would never buy it. But I look Great. at it, and it's just. It looks so stupidly cool. <laughs> like, I mean, I could do it, yes, but it's already made for me. Ah, I, I, I don't know. I hate myself for saying <laughs> Terrain is always a bad idea for yeah. me to make for orc players. As an orc player, a, a re what I you know I don't use the phrase real orc player, but essentially some of these people have been in the hobby for quite a while. Not not new players, but players have been there for a while. Players who remember the days of the way you made a. An orc vehicle was you built it, you hit it with a hammer, and then you try to put it back together again. <laughs> it, they they will make their scenery, they will make their terrain. They oh, don't yeah. want yours. You know that that's sort of that that at the end of the day, that's part of their hobbies being able to put that together. But I will say, I'm looking at these squig hog boys, and I'm looking at the little the little grot riding his own little tiny one. Yeah, it's it's amazing. I want that. 
The rest of them look really cool. They're really neat. But that little tiny one, I'd have nothing I would do with it. But I kind of want it because it looks great. So, yeah, I would put up with as much controversy as GW has. At the end of the day, if they're producing, this is the stuff that they're producing. And it's not, again, it's not all the time. But even if this is 80% of the time, they're producing stuff like the Chariot, the Breaker Boss, and the Trog Boss. The Trogoth, the uh, <laughs> the Squig Riders, right? They're producing these models. <sighs> I mean, it's yeah. not. They're not Blizzard. <laughs> no, they're not they Blizzard. Have, they, yeah, they have their problems. They're nowhere near best. Some other ones. You know, it, they're the Cadillac of miniatures games yeah. for a reason. And you know, people know Cadillac for a reason. Yeah, exactly. put out great things, but yeah, it's. It, it is a shame some of the prices they're getting to on some of their stuff because they are absolutely pricing people out of the hobby. No, I, I, I'm hoping that maybe there's a little bit of backlash from that from people, so they start realizing that they do need to to adjust or change or just, just something useful. That paying for the rules alone, I think, to me. If they stopped doing that, it would show a lot of good faith to people. That'd be a good next podcast topic, talking yeah. about how they're, because they're dealing with uh, 3D printing and three um, uh, D printers and and three D designs. Oh, absolutely. That's, that's a great. That, yeah, that they're they're sort of avenue slash other companies' avenues because other companies are handling it very different, and I think I think <laughs> that's that's a very good spot to go next. 